Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Have you misplaced your keys lately or maybe forgotten an appointment? Have you... Gone to the grocery store only to forget the main ingredient you needed? Could be you're living with brain fog, just like I am. I'll tell you what we can do about it right here, right now, on Polly Campbell Simply Said. Hello, 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 and welcome to Polly Campbell Simply Said. And can you believe it? We are kicking off our fifth season. That's a lot of shows we've done together. Thank you for tuning in and being with me here today. And lately, I will say I've been living well, I've been feeling good, but I have been in a fog and that creates this vibe of frustration. I'm missing things, right? I can't find my keys. That's kind of a perennial state. Forget to return the call or get back on the email, which is very unlike me. It's been spacey around here. I've been spacey around here. And I think it's because I'm unfocused. My mind is scattered. I'm thinking about a whole bunch of things, juggling a whole bunch of things. And in fact, I'm not alone. Since the height of the pandemic, researchers have found that many of us are living in this fog. And it freaks me out enough where I start questioning myself. I start challenging myself and and doing puzzles to see if I can remember things. I'm taking those stupid two-minute quizzes on the internet that tell me what it's not based on any medical fact at all, but they tell me what my cognitive age are. If I score, you know, a 30, I feel like I'm a winner. If I score a 90, I'm freaking out. So those are the things. That, and I say that half in fun, but I'm very aware that I've been a little spacier than usual. And so I started to look into this. And since the height of the pandemic, many of us have been experiencing this. It's a result of the high stress the high sustained stress we felt over time. Many of us are still stressed because of the issues with the pandemic, the changes in job, inflation, the other things that resulted after that those lockdowns. You know, we were isolated for a long time. Many of us have not returned to work in the same way. So we're still living with a degree of isolation that's different than what we had before. We're still staying away from each other to some degree. Because what I'm noticing, even when I'm in contact with people, I'm very wary about whether I can touch them or get too close, right? I don't want to make them uncomfortable. It's changed the way we connect with each other. And because of those issues and the prevalent uncertainty during this time, many of us are having a hard time staying focused, making decisions, remembering things, staying calm, right? We're, we're forgetting the little things in life. And that's what researchers are calling 
brain fog. Yep, been there, done that, have it. And I'm sure I will again, but I really took this to task. I was curious about the things that were contributing to this. And we know that sustained levels of stress are part of the problem. And the stress over uncertainty makes our minds really pinball from one thought to the other, resting on negative thoughts and then doing, got to get this stuff taken care of so we're okay. But the reality is we can manage that stress in a different way. We can ease our psychological and physiological response to those things. And it really is a result of just some simple things we can do each day to open our brains a little bit, to relax, to unwind, and uh, to have greater attention and focus and not be so spacey like I have been. I told my friend this week when I, when I, Forgot to respond to her text, didn't even notice it had come, actually, that uh, I need somebody to organize my life. I need a wife. Um, my husband has a wife, and and she's really good about helping them remember his schedule and, and his uh, where he has to be places, and I feel like I could really benefit from that right now. But I'm going to do it myself. I'm working on some of the stuff that I read in the research, and I thought it might be useful to you, too. So if any of this sounds familiar, if you're dealing with the kind of brain fog that's brought on by uncertainty and mental and physical stagnation and isolation and just the changes we've been expected to absorb the last couple of years, and all that stuff is making it harder for us to focus, to stay organized, to plan ahead, to make decisions, right? It's making it harder for us to, as my mom would say, think straight. Uh, we can deal with that. We can overcome that. And I've got some tips today, some things that I've been working on that might you, help you too. So one of the things is turn off the news, right? Turn off, and, and I don't just mean television news. I mean, choose wisely what you uh, look at on social media, what you click on on Twitter, the clips you go to on YouTube or Instagram. Be aware, be wise, be discerning in what you put in your mental body, just like what we put in our physical body. Now, I would like to eat donuts and potato chips all the time, but I don't because it doesn't make me feel good. And for those reasons, I'm very careful about what I watch online and in the news. In fact, most of my news now comes from reading newspapers online or books or articles and I have an e I don't watch video clips because I get too stressed and I can't release the images. So I'm very clear about what I put in. I want to stay up to date, but I want to limit my exposure and I want to be uh, decisive in putting in the things that I can gain information from, but things that won't leave me feeling depressed or more anxious than we already are. Be deliberate in what you put in your brain so that uh, you can work with what you have and, and be more efficient and healthier during the day. We don't need to feel bad. We don't have to decide to do that. In fact, all the worry in the world isn't going to help us uh, end the conflict in Ukraine, the war in Ukraine. All the worry in the world isn't going to end homelessness in the U.S. But if we're efficient, if we're informed, in a healthy way, then we can be productive and be an activist toward the things we care about rather than paralyzed by it. Make sense? All right, you knew this one was coming up. Another way to end the mental fog is to get out and move your body. Um, 
get outside, look at green space, go for a walk around the neighborhood. I've been doing this in little bursts. I'm, you know me, I'm not a big exerciser, meaning I do it and I complain widely about it. That's about how it goes. I do it because I want to feel better and I want to get stronger. But I've been dividing this into short hits. So I'll take a break from work where I sit all the time in isolation. So I'm stagnant and I'm isolated because I'm a writer, so I'm sitting in the quiet, right? So two of the big things, um, plus there's uncertainty in my job right now and, and with my income, and so that adds to it. So I've got all those components for this kind of brain fog. But one of the things I've been doing, instead of working out for huge, you know, half hour, hour blocks of time, I've been going for six-minute walks throughout the day three or four times a day, sometimes more. And then I may exercise after that. I'll have physical therapy or I'll do some strength training, some core workouts or whatever. But I found that getting outside for these short bursts has really helped me to feel better physically and mentally than doing one longer workout in the middle of the day or in the morning. It, it seems to like rejuvenate me throughout the day. So try that. Um, if I cannot walk around the neighborhood or if my workout is something different, I go out on the back deck or I take the dog out front for a little bit so I can see the trees and the spring flowers blooming and other things. We know that viewing natural spaces and green spaces, green grass, the color green even, can help us unwind and diffuse stress. Uh, I think it does a whole bunch of other things, but if you can get outside and go for a walk or a bike ride or whatever, that's going to help create the mental clarity that, that often we're missing during the day. And one way it does that is because exercise, physical movement increases blood flow throughout our bodies, including our brains. It literally gets the heart pumping, which then produces, you know, sends oxygen all over into our brains as well. And that helps with our cognitive functioning. We think better, get out and get moving, It'll feel better. And it wards off all kinds of baloney that could come in the future if we don't stay active, right? So we're looking at ways to eliminate brain fog today. And believe me, I'm trying all kinds of stuff to stay connected and calm and really enjoy my life. And I'm going to give you some more things you can try when we come back right here on Polly Campbell Simply Said on the best business network of Electricast. It's going to help you be more productive at work too. So stay tuned. And we are back. This is Polly, and you're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said on the Best Business Network of Electricast. And today we're talking about eliminating that brain fog. You know what I'm talking about. That spaciness when we lose the car keys or miss an appointment or just feel like we're kind of slogging through the day because we're forgetful and not focused. We can end that. It comes on due to uncertainty, due to stagnation when we're sitting immobile all day long or our brains aren't engaged in new things. It can come on because of stress. All those things that we're living through right now can slow us down, make us feel icky, limit our productivity, and uh, make it harder to make decisions and feel good about life. So these are a few things today that we can uh, do to eliminate some of that brain fog. And believe me, I'm trying all of them. I've been real spacey lately. And uh, so I'm coming back to the basics to to get myself more focused, to relax a little and, and uh, be deliberate in what I put in my mind and my body and how I do it. And one other thing is when you're 
screwing up like this, when you're misplacing the car keys for the hundredth time, or you're forgetting the meeting, or forgetting to send the email response, you know, be accountable and be kind to yourself. I said yesterday, hey, I'm I'm just spacey today. I don't know. I just forgot. I didn't make up any excuses. I That's the reality. And then I found a way to laugh at myself and relax a little bit. Be kind. You know, you don't want to put more pressure on yourself when we're making these kind of little foibles. It's part of the human condition. It certainly is a sign that maybe we're stressed out. We need a break or we need to take a break for exercise during the day, something to get that blood flowing and help us relax a little. But it doesn't do any good to um, be down on yourself. Act kindly, act with compassion, talk to yourself as you would a friend. With a friend, I'd laugh it off and say, oh, I totally relate to that. I've done that too. So be that for yourself. And if it continues, then do some of the things we're talking about today or see if you can cut back on work or maybe you need a whole weekend off, you know, or vacation. Use your vacation time. Americans in particular are not very good at using their vacation time. Most remain on the books at the end of each year. Take a break. That's the best way to end this brain fog. Okay. One more thing that I'm really interested in and I'm working on a lot right now because, you know, I work at home and I've worked at home for 20 years. When the pandemic began, my husband also began working at home. And for a while, my daughter, who's a student, was here too. All three of us were here for about a year together, which, you know, like you, is very interesting. <laughs> um, and now my husband still works at home a couple of days a week. One thing I have noticed, though, is when he goes to the office, he has a 30-minute commute to get back home after work. During that time, he rolls the windows down, he turns up the music, he doesn't even, you know, respond to texts or, or check in or do it. It's just 30 minutes to and from work where he is distance. He can distance himself from the family, from the workplace, from those thoughts. And when he walks in the door after the end of the day, he's ready to go into the next thing. He's ready to um, make dinner or, you know, watch a show or read a book or take the dog for a walk. Or He's definitely disconnected from work and he's ready to go. When I walk out of my office at the end of the day, I am just the opposite. I'm exhausted. I'm mentally wiped out. Physically, I don't feel like making uh, dinner. I don't feel like chores. I feel like sitting like a lump and reading my book or watching a show or just being quiet. I've had it at the end of the day. So one thing I'm trying to do, and I'm not successful at this every day, but the times I do make it, it works a lot better. One thing I'm trying to do is build in my own commute time. So at the end of work, now that my daughter's older, this is also easier to do. I've tried this before, but when she was little, I couldn't really leave her. Now she's a teenager and most of the time she's leaving me. So I have some time on my hands. But otherwise, I would wait until uh, my partner gets home and then he would stay home and I would go for my walk then or go for a drive around the neighborhood or whatever. But at the end of the day, I'm trying to build in some commute time. So what does that look like for me? Sometimes I'll take one of my mini walks then and just go outside, walk around the neighborhood or sometimes sit on the back deck. Uh, sometimes I'll go for a drive around the neighborhood. Sometimes I will move to a different place. The, the 
you know, we call it the sunroom, but it's a room in our house where all the sun comes in from the windows, all the light comes in, and I'll sit there and listen to a podcast or read my book or do something that's just for me for 20 minutes or a half hour. I will say hey to everyone when they've come home from school and work, but then I'll just have my pocket of time. I've been starting, I've been ending work a little earlier to do this before I have to get to dinner and the other chores of being a mom and a partner and running a house. And it's made such a difference. I do better when I have a pause between work and the rest of my life. So you've got to work at building this in. And the biggest challenge for me is I will keep going at work. I will do one more thing thinking that that will help me better tomorrow. That'll give me a leg up tomorrow. When research says just the opposite. You know, we push through the day and we do that one last thing or we make that final call before hopping in the car to head home or walking out of the office. And what we know now, according to researchers, is that working longer days lead to greater stress, burnout, disengagement from work, and poor productivity and performance. The days when I go longer to finish that last thing, thinking I'll have a leg up the next day, it does just the opposite. It makes me less creative, less innovative more tired. And people in studies who have stopped earlier when they still have something to do, when they stop just right then when they know what they need to pick up in the morning and they decide to leave it till tomorrow, they're more productive. They get more done over the week than people like me who just keep going trying to finish that last thing. Some of the research indicates that we should stop when we know what's going to happen next, what we need to do. So, you know, if if I'm writing a newsletter, I might finish the first draft and know that the first thing I have to do tomorrow morning for the column is, is to revise it. Or I might um, prepare for a podcast knowing I'm going to come on the air first thing tomorrow to record that script that I've just written or whatever it is. But stopping when we have some energy left and some awareness of what we need to take on the following day actually helps us be more productive and more energetic the next day out. And here's the thing that I love about that. And we've talked about this before because I think it's really interesting how our brain works and how when we understand how it works, we can use it to our advantage. And that is when we leave things unfinished to some degree, and I'm not talking about not doing anything on the project or any of not preparing at all for the next thing, but when you leave it in media race in the middle, right, then All the time we are not working, when we're showering for the next day, when we're exercising, when we're cooking dinner, whatever it is, our subconscious is still working over that next job. So it's priming us to go back to work on that thing we left unfinished and we tend to do better. You know, consciously leaving tasks undone, according to researchers and an article from The Greater Good, leaving like the last sentence unwritten or the agenda unfinished helps us stay consistent 
It boosts creativity and eases stress because we don't have to sit down the next day and fumble trying to figure out what we need to do and make those decisions and look at, we know right where we're going to go. And research has shown that when we leave things like that, our subconscious mind goes to work on those problems in the meantime, and we're more effective when we come back to it. So I love that because it's like doing work, solving the problems, making the decisions without even having to put the effort out. I love it when life works like that. Our brain is an amazing thing. And don't worry about the brain fog, but don't let it persist either because we can be more attentive, more focused, and we can feel better in our day. Be productive when it's time to be productive. Make sure you allow yourself some space, some transition time, some time to unwind get outside, drive that commute, make that commute home, whether you work at home or not, right? Take a pause between the transitions of our day and be kind to yourself. Brain fog doesn't have to be scary, but if you feel like you're living with a greater degree of anxiety or depression, get help. It's okay. I love therapy. (laughs) I love therapists. I go off and on all the time my whole life. I've learned a lot about the world, about myself from the professionals. So don't be afraid to reach out to help if the brain fog is not something you can manage with these tips and tricks. So give it a go. Be patient with yourself. And and no, you're not alone. I'm dealing with this stuff too. If you have comments about this show or you want to get in touch, you can join my free Substack community at polycampbell.substack.com and reach me through my website at polycampbell.com. Remember, give yourself a break. Get outside. Take the transitions in the day and treat yourself with kindness and we'll see our way clear. That will help us all live well, do good, and be happy. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid.